Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone is here on March 22nd. We are five weeks before the NFL draft, but we still have oodles of free agency left, at least the second wave that is among us right now. We're going to talk about the Panthers' projections, expectations with the first overall pick, getting to some of the quarterback talk from the draft, whether it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. Talk about who might fall out of those four, kind of go over some free agency grades, at least what the talking heads think. And then predict some uh, landing spots for Austin Eckler, who is a top three NFL running back who wants the hell out of Los Angeles. First, though, Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your college betting. This season, get analysts of every play, prop, and point at betonline.ag. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four in the NCAA championship game. Bet online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, believe BLEAV to receive your bonus. Betonline.ag where the game starts. NFL trend zone March 22nd free agency is, we're about a week and a half through free agency. We're firmly in the second wave which is markedly not quite as exciting as the first wave. The first 2 days of free agency were just a bonanza. But now we we're kind of back to normal and so this episode we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We really start to get into the draft which is 5 weeks from tomorrow tomorrow night. And Cody was off last week, so he is back. I'm going to start with him. Now that we know that the Carolina Panthers traded a juicy trade package to the Bears that included DJ Moore, two first-round picks, and two second-round picks, uh, they have the first overall pick to themselves. And I did some homework on these types of trades in the past. And almost always, in retrospect, the team that traded out of the first or the second pick wins uh, based because there's just so many uh, lottery tickets that you're drawing. Uh, so it's, I mean, bless their heart. The Panthers trying to get out of quarterback hell can't knock it for that. But I want to know, Cody, um, you would think if they're going to trade all that shit that they have their guy circled right now, they're being coy. I want to know a from you who should be their guy and B who do you predict will be their guy? Uh, uh, it, it should be Stroud. I think he'd be a great, fit in that offense it's what everybody's thinking it's gonna be right now i actually think it's 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 so likely that it's cj stroud that i think the second most likely option would be it's will levis because you keep seeing things get leaked out about anthony richardson and bryce young frank reich don't care about bryce young's height uh they're enamored with uh anthony richardson it's all about getting people to want those quarterbacks maybe get them to move up especially if they have their eyes on like the crazy second door to where they're interested in will levis they could move down to four five get a lot of that back and get the quarterback that they want but for the record i do think it's cj stroud i just absolutely don't think it's bryce young or anthony richardson cj stroud's just literally if you had a jigsaw puzzle and you needed one last they they need many more pieces, but if you needed one specific piece to fit into that offense out of these quarterbacks, CJ Stroud's the fit, and I can't wait to see him go there. So here's where I hope that you're wrong, even though you're probably not, is I want somehow, I want Stroud to be the victim of a tumble so the Vikings can trade into the top 10 to get him. 
I wrote about a scenario today on my website, vikingsterritory.com, where because of all this smoke about the Panthers, Thomas Davis said they're going to do something really intriguing that you wouldn't expect to me that sounds like anthony richardson trying to recreate the cam era Mm -hmm. and then in my little scenario bryce bryce young stays at two to the texans levis turns out to be the colts guy and then you might have a little run of teams that aren't guaranteed to take quarterbacks with the colts seahawks and the raiders we're not sure because they have jimmy g so in theory if if stroud somehow falls to the raider spot i'm hoping the vikings can trade two firsts and whatever else they need to to get stroud uh but we that's were, yeah we were pretty close on that i i got um anthony richardson is maybe the one that would be falling in that scenario yeah and we'll have also had will levis to the colts which we know a lot of times on draft night, it never goes like what you think. I remember when they were saying mm-hmm. Sam Darnold was going to the Browns. Mm-hmm. And whenever Baker Mayfield got picked, I remember watching that. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't <laughs> think that was a real possibility. Yeah. yeah. So I do think the Panthers could be doing something wild. I think one thing it sounds like we both agree on is it's probably not Bryce Young. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I for some reason, I think it's probably for me, even though this is irrelevant to how they should think, I think it's his stature that that keeps him from being number one. I think they want to slam dunk and they don't want to do the five, nine, five, yep. ten, whatever it is. That's my only thing holding me for back. Me, from- yeah, see, I, I was kind of CJ Stroud. I was least excited about and I'm really trying not to get enamored through the 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 Rick, the echo chamber that we're all in right now. But I've been growing on CJ Stroud, which kind of scares me because originally I didn't like him because all the other guys have something good about them. With Anthony Richardson with his physical talent, Will Levis with his arm strength and working under pressure. And then you got Bryce Young with uh, being able to just run the whole offense and just being next level with the processor. And CJ Stroud is great with the touch and his passes and putting the ball where it needs to go exactly on the money. But we've never seen CJ Stroud really have like everything crumble in his face and what happens whenever he's he's playing in less than ideal situations is he still going to be the same quarterback because we're grading this guy off of pretty much a perfect run yeah. what happens whenever things not perfect anymore <laughs> yeah in my little vikings so. theory he's guaranteed to have shit go wrong from time to time and you all know what i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about those games so. where nothing goes right yeah, but when they compare him to Joe Burrow or Deshaun Watson, it's really hard not to like them a little bit more. Yeah, it sounds he sounds just like Deshaun Watson in the sense that you know he can probably run, but he never really wants to. And that's how I always have Watson pegged mm-hmm. because he seems like a mobile run first quarterback, but he's really just a mobile quarterback who runs only if he has to. Wes, uh, give me who the Panthers should take and who they will take. Uh, they will take... CJ Stroud for everything that Cody just mentioned. Okay. Um, I I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, he's kind of a plug and play quarterback. Um, I think they should also take uh, the other pl- plug and play quarterback that we've been talking about, uh, Bryce Young. Uh, he's done it at Alabama. Uh, yes, his collection of weapons and first round wide receiver talent that have come through are um have likely aided him in um his statistical chase uh, at Alabama but it's Alabama we're talking about here this is the the creme de la creme the SEC uh his height be damned 
Uh, he was able to make it happen uh, for that prestigious program. And I, I think that he will be able to do the same in the NFL. You're on mute, Dustin. Jason, who do you think? Uh, what actually happens for the Panthers at one? Well, I got a question for you. So mm-hmm. you're hoping that in the article that you just wrote, mm-hmm. that Stroud falls. Yeah. And the Vikings can make that make that move. Would you hope that with any of the other quarterback candidates? I would I would get ex- well, I'll, I'll preface it by saying I'll get excited pretty much by any of them. The Richardson one, if we have to give up the farm, will make me very anxious because he seems right now just like the sexiest thing based on athleticism. And whenever yeah, I whenever yeah. I whenever I hop into the film, I'm like, this guy is inaccurate as all hell. Why do we want him? But then I'm, quick, I'm quickly told by draft experts, well, Josh Allen, and I'm like, all right, whatever, we'll see. Uh, Bryce Young, of course, would, would be fine, uh, but I am hung up on his height, and I know I shouldn't be, but it's like, really, can we, if we're going to spend all this shit, can we just get a dude who's 6'2"? At then, least, yeah. yeah. And then Will Levis, I'm intrigued by, but he, to me, and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> because we're still five weeks away, he's starting to fall a little bit. Like I saw a mock draft somewhere that was credible that had him at like 16. And I'm like, well, God, if he's going to go all the way down, that's to why 16, I think. Yeah, go ahead. That's why I think he's going to go early is because nobody's talking about him and they're and the mock drafts are having him fall. I mean, yeah. well, it's for a reason for wanting him to. Fall. Yeah, well, <laughs> or I mean, or they're, they're wanting to keep him a secret. So, they yeah, can get I don't think there's a, there's a secret with any of these guys. Right. I mean, Stroud is obviously makes the most sense. I don't really get too entangled in, well, the last two years worth of drafts because we don't have any picks. <laughs> so I don't. But but what I do know is everything. Every time I seem to hop on Twitter or, you know, turn on the tube. I mean, it, it it's a mixed bag of which one of these guys mm-hmm. is the real deal. So to me, it doesn't seem t- that there's too big of a separation between those top four candidates. And I've even seen, I've even seen insiders while not going all the way grouping this guy in, but Hendon hooker is being tossed up pretty high too. Where when I first started hearing about this guy, he was a, he was a third or a fourth round pick because he was being talked about that the Broncos could potentially get him mm-hmm. in the third round. And I think he'll um, be end up now he's up second, third. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I like what Cody said. If there's, if they don't view the degree of separation too far from these guys, could they potentially trade this pick again and <laughs> fall back a little bit and still nab one of them and acquire half of what they gave up to get it in the first place. I, I don't know if that's, that's not going to happen obviously, but it could, I mean, I don't know what, what, what the, what the GM and coach are looking at. I mean, I, I just know that from what I've seen, the separation between Stroud, Levis, Richardson, and uh young, it, it gets, it's kind of a flip flop, you know, from time to time, but I would, I would say Stroud, if they're going to keep onto the number one, yeah, which they, they will. The only thing, the only reservation that there really is about Stroud is considered by some a silly one. It's that Ohio State quarterbacks never really yeah, that, pan out. Yeah, that narrative is still lingering. Yeah, and I mean, it, well, it's very real. Aside from <laughs> yeah, it is. Aside from a rushing season on Fields' behalf, 
Like every every Ohio State quarterback has sucked. Like, and there's no exceptions. And mm-hmm. so Fields is turning into. It seems like he'll be a decent one. I don't know if he can actually throw the ball very well yet, but he could certainly run. Uh, we'll find out. Um, and then and, and those are the same talking points that we said about the last two Haskins yeah. and Fields. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Uh, and that's the good thing about Stroud is that in no way, shape, or form is he like, oh, is he going to tuck and run too much? I remember yeah. watching that national championship game, just starting to get acclimated to him. I'm like, doesn't this guy ever run? Like, why yeah. doesn't he take? We know he's fast. <laughs> uh, and he, so, I mean, it's almost like Teddy Bridgewater in that sense. I just assumed when the Vikings picked him eight years ago that, oh, nine years ago, we got a mobile quarterback. And then he just didn't. And he was like, oh, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't tuck and run. Uh, and then, yeah, Bryce Young, the only knock on him, if there's any at all, would be stature. He doesn't have the prototypical 6'3", 220 pounds. I think Will Levis is probably a conglomeration of them all. I don't know that he has the dazzling, guaranteed skill set that you'd say uh, Bryce has. And then Richardson is ever is the huge wild card because he had arguably the best combine you could ever imagine. But then playing at Florida, you watch some highlights, some series, and it's like, this guy isn't good. He doesn't know. He's not accurate. Um, but a lot of the physical tools just totally erase that away. But we're staying on the same topic. Uh, Cody, I'll get back to you. Um, if anybody does fall, and it's so hard to predict, I'll reference 2019 when the Giants were like, hey, Daniel Jones, number six, overall pick. And we're like, what? Uh, you know, you could have got him way the hell after that. And then 2005, Rodgers, I kid you not, was supposed to go number one in that draft to the 49ers, and he fell all the way to 24. And, you know, that put a chip on his shoulder for the rest of his life. It never worked against the 49ers, but for the rest of the NFL, it did. So all of this weird shit happens in drafts. So you might be tempted to say, hey, Dust, it's stupid if you think these quarterbacks are going to fall out of the top 10. No, it's not. Weird shit happens all the time in drafts. So, Cody, if one of the big four that we just talked about ad nauseum falls, who is it and how far will that guy fall? I think it's for sure going to be Richardson. Uh, you look at the other three quarterbacks, you got Bryce Young and you got, have his pedigree and his clutch factor. You got CJ Stroud. He's shown to uh, uh, make things work at Ohio State. And then you got even Will Levis, who's shown to make, he's kind of like the opposite of CJ Stroud in a good way. He's shown to make things work when they're not working. And then you got Anthony Richardson, who hasn't really shown any of those three things. And so I think if, if a team like Seattle and the Lions and the Raiders, all three decide to pass on Anthony Richardson, we could see him free ball a la Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think that some teams are going to be scared to hitch their wagon to someone like that, because especially a, a pick that high that we're mm-hmm. considering in the top 10, that's a, that, that could be a job killer for sure. And, and his biggest saving grace, Anthony Richard, or yeah, Richardson's saving grace is, is quarterbacks rookie quarterbacks are all about projection Mm -hmm. but like i said if seattle detroit and um vegas all pass on him i think we could see him actually i don't think maybe not all the way to the back end of the first round like lamar but at least um tennessee or so into the teens like justin fields did yeah Yeah, tennessee would be the one if you're a vikings fan again oh man that you probably have to get in front of if one of these Mm -hmm. guys fall and when we say if one of these guys falls we're assuming that the guy that falls is the one that your favorite team's general manager wants. I don't think there's any general manager in the country that's like, well, if one of them falls, we're going to go get them. They've already circled their guy, and they probably yeah. think one or two are pieces of shit. And so yeah. we, if we're sitting there on draft night saying, oh, my God, Will Levis fell to a 10 or 11, <laughs> go get him. They might have 
no, they're like, no, we're not going to give up two firsts and blah, blah, blahs for him. But in our mindset, every all four are are gettable. Yep. Uh, but right now yeah. in their war rooms, they probably have one or two that they're willing to trade the farm for. Right. And also um, at the combine, every a lot of the teams and a lot of the media was just surprised at how well spoken and how he came across as in, like really intelligent Anthony Richardson. So I think that's kind of illuminating to show kind of what the league at least thought of him. And <laughs> when you're already that far behind the others, uh, once again, if if you're stacking the cons of all these quarterbacks, his, the pros, he, he has less pros than others. Mm-hmm. Now this, this is a stupid question probably, mm-hmm. but is there any way that any of these potential high picks in the draft don't take a quarterback because their eyes are set ahead to Williams in next year. That would be pretty cool. I think that this year all all four or don't they think that be, far ahead? Well, I think all four quarterbacks should be going one through four. If I got to control <laughs> the league or whatever, I think they should go one through four, which still leaves three bad teams picking in the top ten that need a quarterback next year who might not have a choice but the way. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, I don't think that people will have the luxury of passing on picking a quarterback. Yeah, it's no, just, I know I that never happens. I mean, you just pick and pick if you're up that high again, you just, you know, so, yeah, I mean, teams obviously don't do that. But God, I'd think about doing it. It sure as hell yeah, won't be the Panthers awesome. because they just traded everything and you can't just go oh, draft sure. Will Anderson, maybe because we traded around five commodities. So it'll be them for sure. Texans the way that they're doing business. It's either Case Keenum or. <laughs> Go into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I guess. It, I guess it could happen. And I think I've said this before on this on this show, but I'm going to say it probably a couple more times this offseason. On the Lions, I am thoroughly convinced that if you peel back the curtain or you just got in the room with them, and we talk about, well, maybe they'll surprise us and go get Richard. I think that they're they've got a young quarterback in golf. I think that they're thoroughly convinced that that's our quarterback. And I mean, he's not old whatsoever. He's a first round. He's a former first round pick himself. First overall pick. I think that if you talk to Dan Campbell behind closed doors, he would tell you, like, why would we want a quarterback? We've got Jared Goff. We're paying him thirty five million dollars per year. Um, And plus, they probably would have grabbed a guy last year as at least an experiment, whether that was Pickett or Malik Willis. So I am operating under the pretense that the Lions just love what they have and just need one, probably (laughs) one more summer worth of growth. And then they can be there with the big boys. Um, but that they, golf was proof serviceable. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he can he can be that type of quarterback like uh, Stafford in 2021. That if you put a team around him, I mean, we, he almost did it with the Rams. Oh, 2018. Man, I'm not a I'm not a believer. I think the Lions are gonna Lions. <laughs> they're gonna hitch their wagon to this Jared Goff thing. Yeah, and I think so. Time is a flat circle. They're gonna keep repeating these mistakes. They're gonna achieve <laughs> nothing. It's gonna be a wasted rebuild. Just like the Bears are already fumbling the bag on their rebuild, and then. As we're talking about time as a flat. Well, you know, we think about Famer coming up in Green Bay, and we're going to be disappointed in the <laughs> NFC. You know what? Think about what Jared Goff did that year that he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. That you know, everybody talks about that one good year that Carson Wentz had. Mm-hmm. Is he ever going to get back to that? But Goff had that year when he. I remember that game when him and the Chiefs, uh, the Rams and the Chiefs played. I don't know if it was a Sunday night or a Monday night, but God dang it, Goff was fun to watch that year. And I don't care if it was orchestrated by Sean McVay or not, but he's proven that he can not he can also quarterback without Play Sean McVay. Action. I mean, to, to a certain degree. I, I think that he's like a lesser talented Kirk Cousins, um, at least with his processor for sure. 
to where I mean, if you're if you're it's where things get complicated between the AFC and NFC because it's like, is the NFC really just trying to go to the Super Bowl while the AFC is trying to win these Super Bowls? Like, are we just, are the Lions just trying to get good enough to get there? Because I don't think Goff is going to beat um, at least eight of those well, AFC probably not, but Well, I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going all in, you gotta, you gotta hit that. I don't like Goff any more than Sorry. any of the next guys, like, any of them like Det Prescott, but the guy threw for 4,500 yards and 29 touchdowns last year and seven picks. And uh, I think we kind of act as if like, oh, well, he's Jared Goff. He got run out of Los Angeles, but 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven picks. It's like, oh, well, if, if a I'm salivating here, yeah, I'm if salivating a, right if rookie, now. <laughs> if any of these rookies we just talked about did that this year, we would be absolutely flabbergasted and call them Mahomes. Uh, Wes, if somebody falls, who is it and how far at quarterback? Uh, it will be uh, uh, Levis and or Richardson that fall. Uh, I think Young and Stroud go one, two. Um, Colts need a quarterback, so they will likely pick whoever's remaining. And um, yeah, it, it could be either one of those guys. Uh, Colts might surprise people and pass on a quarterback in the first round. Uh, they might have their sights set on um, yeah. 2024. Then, I, I know, and speaking about golf, uh, I've been on this show before and mentioned how I, I think this year they're going to try it out with golf, and it might be a um, lame duck. Yeah, like a, a Mahomes type situation with Alex Smith on the roster. Chiefs got to the playoffs with Alex Smith, but got in and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, that next year's draft, they they went and got their guy in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Detroit will have the ammunition to move up. Um, you know, regardless on where they they finish next year, so I could definitely see them. Um, paying a mortgage to move up and, and get one of the, the top guys next year as well. Jason, out of those four, who do you think falls if any of them do? You know, I, I don't have, I don't know enough about any of the guys to, to say, but I guess what, what I, whoever I've heard the least amount about is probably, gosh, I, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to go on a wild. I'll, I'll go young. I'll go young. He'll fall. That's how, not going to happen, but I mean, far? that's yeah, um, not far. Okay. Not far. Um, but I think is, I think, you know, to what you've said is height. And I don't know how much weight that carries in GM circles anymore. Um, but I think it still does. Um, you know, what is he? He's five, nine, right? Uh, five, 10, five, 10. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to get back to golf for a second though. Those stats that you just gave us, Dustin, yeah, that, that's top 10. Is it not? Uh, the, yeah, I'll have to go pull the touchdown numbers. Yeah. Let me do it. You know, you're going to ride with golf and see what he's got again. I mean, he got, he did. That's a damn good season. And he did that with virtually no name receivers. Yeah, he turned receivers into rock stars. That one dude that was just dominated in fantasy for weeks. <laughs> I, I don't even know his name right off the top of my head. Amon Ra? Amon, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So, I had never heard of that guy before this year. I'm sorry. I've never have. And then he comes out of nowhere and he's just tearing up the league. Yeah, Goff, Goff was tied with Kirk Daniel Cousins and touchdown passes with 29. So it went Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff tied with 29. Yeah, not bad. And 4,500 yards has got to be top 10 too. Yeah, probably. I got the numbers up here. And and seven interceptions is really low. So, I mean, that's a top 10 quarterback last year. Yeah, Goff was one, two, three, four, sixth in passing yards. So, sixth in passing yards, fifth in passing touchdowns. There was a lot of injuries, too. So, some of that volume stat gets inflated a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. I, I the guy was good. And if they wouldn't have started one and seven, <laughs> it would have been a different story. But, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately that matters, too. Uh, Cody in free agency, uh, the, the first wave is over, and that gave folks the opportunity to assign grades um, based on you know how the, how people think free agency went. <clears throat> Never mind to wait until things play out on the field. And the the Bears and the Jets got universally high marks, and the Bears are a no brainer because they had so much money to spend. And then the Packers, Ravens, and Rams, basically because the free agencies were nothing burgers, seemed to get you know D's. Uh, do those grades surprise you at all? And are are Jets are the Jets and Bears teams to be feared now because they got so many new dudes? Definitely not in my book. I think that a lot of these grades are just based on how much money you spend mm-hmm. and probably uh, in correlation with a PFF grade somewhere. I, I think that the Bears. I don't know why you get rid of Roquan Smith. You could have had him for a smaller cap hit than both of them. The linebackers they signed combined. Both of them put in contract years or great years in a contract year. I, I really think Chicago's on its way to fumbling the bag. They're for sure going to pick a quarterback next year. I don't think they make damage this year. Um, and then you definitely know it's early in the process when a lot of these you go to see what key additions they've had and it says none. Because <laughs> a couple months from now, everybody's had at least one, but you got like Baltimore and Green Bay. Haven't added anybody. They've resigned only fringe players. Of course, they're hung up on their quarterbacks and things like that. My favorite offseason so far, at least with additions, has to be the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we've already spent some time talking about them today, but we didn't even really talk about their new, the entire new look offense, uh, especially if they can get like DJ Chark. But I mean, I love the Adam Thielen fit in Carolina. Uh, Andy Dalton is going to be a fantastic backup quarterback the next two years. Miles Sanders is a great fit. Hayden Hurst. Uh, I mean, I'm so happy Adam Thielen went to Carolina. Of course, I wish he could stay with us. But, I mean, whatever quarterback goes there, they're going to have a good time. The offensive line's coming together. Carolina's um, looking pretty good. Wes, on some of the teams at the bottom of the barrel, it's quite funny. Sporting News had, that's where I got these grades. And the Baltimore Ravens, key additions, it flat out says none. Uh, At least the Packers have just some long snapper and Tavarius Moore. And then the Rams have uh, tight end Hunter Long. So it's at least some bodies. But the Ravens, quite frankly, have added nobody and then lost Calais Campbell, Josh Oliver, Ben Powers, and their backup center. Uh, Does it... does it really matter that the Packers and Ravens haven't added anybody? Um, and then do you share uh, enthusiasm about the Jets plus Rodgers and then the Bears as the, the new big bad wolves in the north? Yeah, for the uh, Packers and Ravens, I mean, both of those teams are being held up by uh, the quarterback decision. Um, I, I think they probably have 
uh, other moves in the pipeline, uh, either bringing back and re-signing some of those guys mentioned or um, having some other fringe free agents that have yet to sign um, uh, on deck. But uh, ultimately, those are the first dominoes that need to fall for those teams. Uh, once they do so, then you know they'll be able to accurately and properly adjust their their cap figures for the rest of the squad. Um, with the the Bears, the Bears, you know, have definitely made a lot of additions that I think complement what they are trying to do. Um, I don't think it'll necessarily make a difference next year, uh, mm-hmm. but it's something that if all goes well with with those additions uh they'll be able to build on for the year following and and at that point i believe it'll be just like how we've been talking about the detroit lions as being a new force in the north um the bears could be in that position as well um it doesn't always work though adding so much in free agency uh, a lot of I think it was the last four teams in the playoffs. If if you looked at their rosters, they um, essentially made their bread and butter building through the draft uh, for their team makeup. Uh, with you know uh, a few um, precise free agent additions, you know, in each year, uh, the Jets as well. Uh, I still have them at the three or four spot in that division. Uh, I think this is uh, this coming year is the year that uh, Miami overtakes Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo will still be in the conversation. And then it'll be between the Jets and New England for um, whatever's left over. Jason, you were high. You were high on the Jets after the draft and kind of expressed how good they would be. And you were right until about Thanksgiving or so. And that's when they <laughs> yeah. When they realized that quarterbacks sucked or got hurt. Uh, but this year they've added probably Aaron Rodgers after a lot of more play. Uh, Alan Lazard, safety Chuck Clark, center Wes Schweitzer, and a new punter Thomas Morstead. And then today, Mecole Hardman. So I guess with Rodgers and the, and the boys, are they good enough to you know make, make a run at the Bills? Well, yeah. I... Yeah. Let's back up for a second, Wes. I think I thought it was funny how you said that uh, the Lions are not the Lions, but the Dolphins were going to overtake the Bills in that division so casually, like you know, like Josh You're Allen, goddamn right? Like Josh <laughs> Allen doesn't. Not, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes here. We're just talking about Josh Allen. No big deal. We're, they'll be done for a little while. Um, QB sneak. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the I think both the Jets and the Bears are going to be you know, much, much better than, than we're used to. I mean, the jets, you mix in those, uh, free agent additions, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, assuming that you do get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think it'd still be more than serviceable. So if it all comes together, um, mixed with that young group of, uh, that young draft class from last year and, uh, what I saw the first half of last year, I don't see any reason why they can't be 10 and seven, at least, um, and as far as the Bears are concerned, God, I'd be I'd be really, really excited to be a Bears fan right now. This is a this is a turning point for that franchise. It can be. Will it be? I don't know. 
But I mean, not only do you got the free agent hall, the money that was spent, but you got the draft capital to, I mean, you could turn this thing into a potential Eagles team, you know, because uh, the Eagles seem to, you know, have all that as well every year, or at least they have for the last four or five. But I mean, the Bears got a good opportunity there. And then the, I mean, you, you, the Packers, Dustin, when you asked, does it matter that the the Ravens and Packers didn't do anything? I don't know if it matters so much on the Ravens side. I think they, they're still going to be the Ravens. But the Packers, I think it most certainly does. They're going to be bottom dwellers in that division for many, many years. <laughs> I, this is going to be very a very dark decade for the Packers, I have a feeling. Um, and I think they're going to, they're going to, it's, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, yeah, you need to figure something out there. I don't I think, know. I think the, the lions, <clears throat> they also got an A grade on the sporting news, but it wasn't an A plus like the bears and jets. But I think the lions in terms of adding names and then resumes with those names uh, is the most impressive. David Montgomery, Cameron Sutton, cornerback, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, Jason's buddy Graham Glasgow and safety uh, Ch- <clears throat> Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So yeah, they they, they got like my goodness, what is that? Six starters, and that's coming off yeah. a team who finished the season seven and one, eight and one, whatever it was. So yeah, they should be in good shape. Uh, but it just because they're called the Lions, the burden of proof is on them to prove it. And right now, they are the Vegas front runners to win the NFC North, uh, which is uh, the Vikings are right there at number number two, looking up the Lions. And usually at this time on the calendar, we're looking up at the Packers. But the weird thing about the Packers is like before about 2017, 2018, when they signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, usually the Packers just say, you know what, free agency, we don't, we don't really need you guys. For some reason, whenever the offseason rolled around as a Vikings fan, I never had to worry about the Packers making a splash because that just wasn't their thing. They preferred to draft and then fill out the roster with depth guys that normally you had never heard of. So I think this is kind of a return to their roots, whether they like it or not, uh, because Rodgers has held them hostage, at least financially. I think they emotionally know that they're going towards Jordan Love, but they just have to wait for this damn thing to consummate, which for the life of me, I cannot understand why they can't just get this stupid trade done with, because this could have been the most shocking news in the world. If February 20th, we all got an alert that said Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets. We would have been like, oh my God, it's really happening. But instead, for like seven weeks, it's just dragged. <laughs> and it's just been ridiculous. It's oh, and I'm I, I don't I don't care about either team. In fact, I hate one of the teams. And it's just like I, I wish they would just get it over with. But I don't think he wants to leave. I mean, I think <laughs> he acts like he wants to leave. And now that the Packers have finally said, We dude, we want you out of here. I think now he's like, oh, shit. Now what? (laughs) Well, he even said or implied that his last time he was on McAfee's show. He said he was going into that bunker, that dark bunker for four days. He said he had he was 90 percent retired. And when he came back, the rest of the world had changed because the Packers had said, yeah, we're 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 going to go with love. And that pissed him off. And it's just like the Favre thing. Well, I'm going to stick it to you guys then. And, And then goes to the same team we think to do to do what Favre did and so was that a Brett Favre impersonation yes it was that was awesome (laughs) what happens what happens if he doesn't retire and doesn't get traded will will the Packers play him they'd have to have a kumbaya which I'm sure they would put on a a happy face and say that everybody agreed that this is going to be Rodgers last year with the team 
Oh, but uh-huh. the fans wouldn't agree. The fans don't want him there. Nobody wants him there anymore as a thing. So if he just decides, that, oh, you know what, screw it. I'm not, I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to get traded. I'm going to come back on this team. I they think, would have oh, to. God, I don't. They would have to hire a Washington D.C. Uh, public relations firm for that. <laughs> they, no, would, they, they, they would. They would. They'd have to come in and then first of all mitigate between Rodgers and the Packers. We'd have to put on a happy face that we all mutually decided that he didn't really want to go to the Jets. Instead, he really does want to quarterback the Packers for one last year. And everybody would get in front of a microphone and say, yeah, we kind of stumbled, but we realized that Aaron needs to be here. That's exactly what they would do if they got the Lazard there. would be in New York being <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, he's Alan Lazard and nobody really cares. I mean, he gets like 600 receiving yards per year. And yeah, you know, I know, but. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's crazy. Yeah, he'd be there, and then, but the the biggest victims would be the Jets because then they would have to roll with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco, go pick like the Fs, like the the vulgar remnants of the quarterback free agent market. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the Jets have a real vested interest to get this deal done because otherwise they gotta they gotta trade for. Somebody, um, I don't, I don't even besides because besides Kirk Cousins, because I know the Vikings so damn well, I don't even know another team that would be like, Yeah, you can come get our QB one, that's cool. There is a quarterback out there, there is one. No, there's a quarterback out there on the free agent market, Cody. This is your guy, but Robert, your guy, it's a lot of got a lot of guys, okay. But I'm curious, Lamar, uh, Jacoby Brissett, no, he signed with the commanders. Did he? Oh, yeah, he yep. did. Yep. Eight one million. year deal. Oh, I missed that one. one. Year deal. Eight million. Damn, I missed deal. that one. Yeah. But, well, but then, Oof. you know, well, not only the Jets would be the losers, but the the Packers fans, yeah. too, because I don't know a single Packer fan. And I know a lot of Packer fans that want nothing to do with this guy. Anymore. <laughs> I think that a Zach Wilson Trey Lance trade with a lot of extra assets on the Zach Wilson side would work out well because then they could start Brock Purdy and let Zach Wilson sit behind him. Huh? Brock Purdy is the <laughs> Brock Purdy, the ever the patch over quarterback everybody knew about. Yep, and then Robert Sala gets his San Francisco guy over in New York. Then, well, then the G, uh, then the owner and GM of uh, the uh, Jets are like looking at Nathaniel Hackett and being like, "Dude, yeah, what? you don't need to be here anymore." Aaron Rodgers <laughs> came out publicly and said that he loved you, but now he doesn't want to go anywhere you are. <laughs> the, Why is that, Nathaniel? For Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, Jared Stidham is waiting in the wings out there in Denver, and there's more talk right now going on that he, he is there to replace Russ. Yeah, he was a fourth-round draft pick by the Patriots, and before the whole Baylor scandal happened, because he's a starting quarterback at Baylor, he was on the trajectory to be a first or second round quarterback. And then that all went to hell. He went to bad Auburn school and still after injury played senior season came out as a fourth. Yeah, man, there's, there's, there's a lot of talk in in Bronco country about exactly that. Sean Payton doesn't, you know what he, I don't know, but yikes. But the the quarterbacks coach that Davis Webb, there are, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but best friends with Jarrett Stidham going back to teenage years. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. I thought you were Stidham's best friend going back to teenage years. (laughs) No, I was just his backup tight end on the football team. (laughs) Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but you know him. Yeah, you got to parlay that. you need to call him. 
Yeah, you need a parlay. I like, wish. Cody, it's been Cody like you need to meet me out in uh, you need to meet me in Denver early August for training camp and you know we can have lunch. Wear with some him. Stevenville gear and he'll spot us from the Yeah, cab. man. He has to. His right. roots. The uh the last topic we have has some fantasy football implications, believe it or not. And so that's why I put it on the docket. Wes, I'm gonna start with you. Uh you can kind of do the uh where will he and where should he go? Austin Eckler. Uh, he's an aging running back, but nobody cares because he's still really, really damn productive. Um, where where does he go or where do you want him to go? Eckler from the Chargers. Ooh, I, I don't know if he moves. Okay. Um, it, it's just a really, really bad year for veteran mm-hmm. running backs. Um, that's why I, I was surprised to see rumors that there's a market for Dalvin Cook to be traded I, I mm-hmm. which just baffles me um you know even if it's a seventh round pick coming back for him I I just don't see a team absorbing that contract um and with Eckler not only are you giving up whatever draft capital uh the Chargers want you also have to pay the guy cuz He's obviously unhappy with his contract, so he wants some money. Um, so those two factors alone, um, we've talked about how deep this draft is in running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't see a scenario where a team trades for him and pays him because it's been proven time and time again that that is not a winning formula. Chargers always end up with this disgruntlement with its running backs. Um, it's same thing with Melvin Gordon. How much yeah. is he making right now? Is it six? Six. Yeah. Now, what is he looking for? Probably 12. <laughs> 12. I mean, uh, and how old is he? 29. Here at 29? I'll give you, I'll give you a scenario. The only senior. type of scenario that would work would be a trade for a running back with a uh, equally as poor of a contract like a Cleveland Cleveland or I, I was thinking more of a New Orleans um Alvin Kamara he's probably going to be suspended for a couple games a for good one, season activity um has a similar profile like I could see them swapping teams and yep New Orleans they they have no problem paying guys they're giving God damn, Taysom Hill, thirteen million. <laughs> yeah, a year they'd wash their hands of Kamara. Forty, I thought, just like that. Well, yeah, forty <clears throat> over the contract, but I think it's thirteen million a year. Yeah, uh, Eckler is twenty-seven. He'll be twenty-eight in May. So still, though, just as bad. Yeah, if he he probably, based on histrionics, probably one big year left, and they'll start to slow down in twenty twenty-four. Um, maybe he's a little different because I don't know if they ran the wheels off of him right away. In fact, I don't think they did, did they? Uh, so he might have a little bit more proverbial tread. Um, but uh, my my pick for Eckler, if he does end up getting traded, well, I can tell you from experience that running backs and their agents, they don't buy into this shit we talk about where we're like, oh, yeah, they're they're dying, dying breed, baby. They're not going to get paid very much anymore. They don't believe that whatsoever. Uh, uh, nope. Yeah, and so they still believe, I think that, running backs and the agents will always believe that three top running backs in the NFL 
will get at least 10 million per season. And that's like this little reserve class uh, for, I guess now it would be the Jonathan Taylors, the Ecklers and soon to be Bijans. And then the rest, you can, you can play your little head games and give them all peanuts. But Eckler is convinced rightfully so that he's a top running back. Um, but it's going to be hard to convince. There's probably one or two sucker GMs. that will be like, yeah, yeah. We're going to be the team that breaks the mold and wins the Super Bowl by paying a dude 13 million. Cincinnati. <laughs> that's yours. Yeah. and then joe mason release i could see them all right yeah we'll launch into launch into your speech and then wes and i'll finish out it's the Bengals. uh why um but i would like to hear wes's take on elijah moore because he has elijah moore in dynastic you about samaji um, <laughs> i like samaji p ryan a lot me I'm too buying him in a lot of fantasy Dude is leagues. Ripped. i think that contract is telling it's two years seven million dollars i mean you got guys signing right now for way less than that. But um, yeah, I think Cincinnati would be great. Uh, Cincinnati's shown that kind of signs here and there that they would move on from Mixon. Uh, I think Mixon has been, if anything, inefficient. And this year coming up um, looks like a good point to move on from him, uh, especially with um, Joe Burrow's contract coming up, which actually might negate my point and they might take a rookie instead, which – I think Bijan Robinson would look great in Cincinnati uh-huh. uniform. Um, but yeah, I, I think Eckler stays with the Chargers at the end of the day. Uh, like Wes was saying, it's a bad running back market and um, you got to take what you can get. And especially in a place where you know you're going to be able to earn your contract throughout the year um, instead of going somewhere. Because Austin Eckler is not a 1,000 yards on the ground type of guy. He's like 100 receptions a year type of guy. You can't go to some offense that's not going to give you the, uh, mm-hmm. the ball through the air because they're just going to release you the following year. That's another reason why I'm sure his agents are chirping at general managers saying like, yeah, we understand your little grievance with running back contracts, but this guy is half a wide receiver, kind of like the Le- mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell uh, speech. I was going to say to the two fantasy guys um, with the Vikings <laughs> appearing to be done with the Dalvin Cook era that still haven't crystallized. I expect him to be traded, but stranger things have happened. If he is not the Vikings running back, uh, Minnesota will presumably have Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler for now splitting the duty there. And we might for the first time in our fantasy lives have in a scenario where we're looking at Vikings running backs, trying to figure out who we should draft our entire lives. It's either been Adrian or Dalvin in terms of fantasy play. They've, we've just had this bell cow experience since 2007 and if if everything happens the way I think it's going to happen, I think it's going to be uh, Madison who gets like the first carry of 2023. But Chandler will be mixed in just like the rest of the league does it. And it'll be weird to try to decide, all right, well, can I play Chandler this game? Like we do for all like the Patriots running backs or all of the Bills running backs. It's kind of a new phenomenon. Uh, my, pr- my prediction for Eckler, assuming that this trade talk is real, is the Falcons. That's because uh, Patterson's getting old. Tyler Algier, to me, is decent, but uh, not fantastic. I, I know that Dalvin Cook was uh, one of the rumor mill spots was Atlanta, and they have enough money to make it happen, and they might be, quote-unquote, dumb enough to pay the running back the big bucks. That's a uh, good one, too. Yep, that's the sure. one. I th- If it's not Dalvin, uh, I think it'll be Eckler. And then, of course, Zeke still has to go somewhere, but that won't move the needle for anybody because he just has gotten oh, worse yeah. every single season. Falcons is where I now think he's going to go. Forget the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, who's yours? Ooh. 
I'll, I'll double down on the Falcons. Okay. For all the same reasons? Yes. Yeah, they have the money. That's That was my... I, what I looked around is, and I really did say this myself, who who is unwise enough to go get in bed with a running back? And I was like, well, <laughs> Falcons don't know how to Arthur use the Smith to yeah. run the ball. Arthur yeah, Smith and his goddamn <laughs> offense that killed two first-round picks. Yeah, I mean, they 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 don't know how to operate with commodities in the modern NFL. So I thought, all right, let's piss people off even more and go get the second first or second best running back in the league to further complicate the mix. Uh, all right. That's all we got this week. So Eckler's uh, going to the bears guys, the bears. Yeah. They, they got money too. Wait, yes, yeah, they but, do. Yeah. yeah. You got to trade for him too. Don't you? Yeah. But I, I just, we'll have to give up much. No. Yeah. Just as, just as bad as it is for them trying to get big contracts. Uh, the trade packages now, like when I heard Dalvin cook was maybe going to fetch a fifth or something, I was jumping for joy. I mean, they could get him on a two year deal. They're not, they're not paying fields yet. So, I mean, bring him in there. Why not? I mean, help help fields and the rate they're going, they're going to have money left over. So they might as well. Um, I'm hoping our starters in this draft, uh, sorry, uh, our, our rookie run or our running back room. I'm hoping it's not Madison throughout the whole year. I think we could find a starter better than both these guys in like the sixth round. Everybody freaks out about the Vikings selecting a running back in the draft, but. I think you could find quality running back oh, six yeah. around this year for sure. I know that they can, but the reason that I haven't shouted it to high heavens is they only have five picks. And if for some reason, oh yeah, forget. If for some reason it stays that way, they they can't. They don't. <laughs> they don't have playing around coin. Uh, but in in the end, I fully expect the Vikings to have between seven and ten draft picks because we know that Adafa Mensa will trade like the stockbroker he is. Yes. All right, Jen. That's all. And we're off next week. Uh, my wife and I have a date night. That's a uh, comedian at Washington Pavilion, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So we'll be back in two weeks to really put a bow on free agency and really ratchet it up for uh, draft time. We should do draft. one of these nights. We should do get maybe one other person and, and do a first round mock like we did Wes our first year. Might even have a might even have another draft trade already by two weeks. Yeah, Someone yeah. Spot maybe. Yeah, they would be really All right, guys. To that. All, All right. right, take it easy. All right, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.